Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. Hi, I'm Ornelius. And welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen, then we watch it and meet to discuss it. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Uh, this week's film was chosen by Orla. I like how you're uh, <laughs> speaking almost as if to mirror the movie. <laughs> this movie with, was chosen by Orla! <laughs> with great efficiency. <laughs> It is Green Room from 2015, directed by Jeremy Saunier, uh, produced by Neil Coppel. Uh, sorry, it's not French, so I'm just used to pronouncing French names. Uh, hey. A dig at uh, both. Directed by Jeremy Saunier, uh, produced by Neil Coff, Victor Moyers, and Anish Saviani. Written by Jeremy Saunier, starring Anton Yelchin, R.I.P., uh, Imogen Poots, Alaya Shokat. Joe Cole, Colin Turner, and Patrick Stewart. Music by Brooke Blair and Will Blair. The Blair Brothers. <laughs> or Brooke? <laughs> yes, let's take it there. I think that's a lady. Uh, the, the siblings, the Blair siblings. <laughs> Cinematography by Sean Porter. The synopsis is members of a punk rock band and a tough young woman <laughs> battle murders white supremacists at a remote Oregon roadhouse. There you go. There you go. Well, Succinct. That's, that's our job done. Succinct. <laughs> now we just have to fill, fill the other 58 minutes. <laughs> so, Orla, uh, why did you pick this uh, wonderful romantic comedy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I waited a, a while to pick this. Uh, I think for, for obvious reasons. Um not what I describe as a as a light as a light movie. Like I mean, th- this is a hard watch. Um, I think not just in the the, the it is a violent movie, but that um, I think anyways that it's a very tense movie. Um, but also, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I wanted to to wait and pace myself and prepare myself for it. You should but, have picked um, the after come and see. Yeah, the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah like so a talent cleanser. You would have had to watch them like in the one week, you know, or even on the same back day. Back to back, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a double bill. Um, <laughs> so it's too many Nazis. There can be too many Nazis. Um, yeah, uh, I think that like saying uh, that this is a uh, what did I say? That's economical movie. Um, yeah, this is this is just a fantastically tight piece of work. Um, it's incredibly well uh, constructed and paced, and it sort of he he sets everything up in the in the grand tradition of like this is a siege movie, um, very much like within the tradition of all the movies that he's kind Come of. Come and siege. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in the tradition of like this kind of it's a B movie, you know, midnight movie, etc. Like. His his influences he's wearing them on his sleeve he um but I think that he is an incredibly genre literate person um as a director like um we talked I think we mentioned Blue Ruin last week um which is an uh, another of like a similar similar genre but not quite you know in sort of like revenge thriller type he likes uh, colors yes he does you uh, <laughs> wouldn't think of that um yeah I love about this is is how it, it's all it's everything is set up everything is signposted and everything just unfolds and the scene or the sequence that that really kind of like cam, uh captures that is you think of how quickly if they go from right we're getting out of here to being locked in that room like how quickly that unfolds how like um i think his use of timing and pacing of of getting them from where they are to where they're going to be in that room is incredibly well done but with just enough time and enough moments so that you get to like and know the characters and understand not just or punk character like or nice punk characters but also the other side of it that um i think this is an interesting movie from a character perspective but um yeah i think that, um there's obviously a lot of comparisons uh with like modern horror um uh, and modern thrillers as well um and I think this is more a thriller movie, but at the same time, it, it does have it is calling back to to slasher movies, and um, and it has obviously some very like graphic moments. Uh, yeah, like I was thinking about actually Get Out a lot, and kind of the uh the issues that you had, and and one of the ones that really stuck in my head was um how 
you were feeling that there was like a lack of tension um, in the scenes that I found incredibly tense, like the build up and the idea of like knowing where a movie's going, but the execution of that not being efficient enough that you get like held in the tenseness of the movie, if you know what I mean. So like even whenever you're you're like watching something that in a way has quite a predictable arc not that I think this movie is completely predictable because I think he does have a way of setting up your expectations and then confounding them. Um, but at the same time, you know they're going to end up in the room and you kind of know that some of them are going to die. You know you, you know, you know what genre you're in, but I think the execution here, it's, it's not like the what of it, it's the how of it. And I think that one of the problems that you had with, with Get Out. Um, but I think in this, he has so stripped this back um with all that all the the elements kind of have to be working in tandem otherwise the thing will kind of fall apart uh and i just want to put a shout out uh briefly to the editing in this movie which i didn't really think about the first time i watched it i was watching it the other night and it's like efficient really is the right like every scene feels exactly as long as it needs to be and even when you think of like the sequence with um with the punk journalist um what's his name i can't remember his name now um Oh, his name is like fish or something, or or I can't remember. Um, Catfish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like all these scenes feel exactly the length they need to be um, to set up like all the events that are about to unfold. Um, I think this movie has very interesting use of uh, its violence as well. Um, obviously, some of this is incredibly brutal, and the movie, in a way, is turning on particular shocking moments. Um, but I think that. Like, this movie manages to have violence that, although he does not linger on it, um, feels much more realistic, much more brutal, and much more, like, where you grab your own arm as you watch it, because it feels so, like, it's it's so visceral and feels so real, uh, in a way that you really, really don't get with um, movies at all. Um, and in particular, like, I was thinking a lot about, like, especially because we'd watch, like, Knock Knock and... Um, uh, and what was the oh. other? What was the other one? Oh, the Green Inferno. Yes, I knew the word. Oh. <laughs> um, a vastly superior movie to this. Somebody, huh? The Green Inferno is vastly superior to this. It's a the superior green movie. Not superior to Knock Knock though. Come on, like this movie doesn't have somebody masturbating in the corner of a cell to release the tension. A cell made of wasn't the cell made of bones as well? Uh, not bamboo. A uh, bamboo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I thought of Eli Roth a lot because I, I was thinking about sort of the legacy of Eli Roth and particularly because he was so involved in kind of reinvigorating um, Grindhouse and B-Movie and it became, I think, right off the bat a shtick that like with the with the Grindhouse intros and everything about it and like the it's just I never really warmed to those movies and they they had like it's a kind of like problem of something like say John Wick as well where it's so much of a B movie that it's like comical you know what I mean it yeah, feels but John well John Wick no no John it. Wick is fantastic it's a very different movie to this but excommunicado like <laughs> with the fucking pencil um like <laughs> uh john wick is not this it's a different type of genre movie to this i think but at the same time you do not care about anybody who gets killed in john wick and no. i think you do here um and uh yeah and it's just the kind of like the cartoon violence of something like that um but i think that the fact that he doesn't linger on the violence um it doesn't it's it has that kind of um uh like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing of, of where when like what you are showed is so brief that your brain is running the rest of it yeah you know what I mean you're filling in the blanks much more horrifically than he ever could show you um yeah I think that this movie manages as well uh, which is very difficult for for like a quasi horror even for a thriller I think it does deliver on its promise as well uh, and I think it's through his his um like we talk an awful lot about uh filmmakers that don't quite um that don't have the strength of their convictions and i think that it's something that he had in blue ruin and i think you see it here as well is that like he he's not giving himself anywhere to really hide here like because it is so stripped back and he's refusing to embellish it by giving himself more time or more dialogue or more characters or more more set pieces or more you know or like and as well by injecting some kind of like twist or whatever um 
not that this movie doesn't have like little surprising moments or whatever um i think as well that um the setting um is quite interesting um like this this is a part of america that um he seems kind of comfortable with um like we've kind of seen it in blue rain as well which isn't uh, obviously it's not the same like this is like the pacific northwest because it's it's oregon um it's it's an interesting um part of america as well um in the way that oregon and, and like washington state are that they have this sort of split personality that mirrors the kind of punk movement itself and that you have like the incredibly liberal element of it and then the incredibly right-wing element of those states and you see that like I think um not like it's I think it's very clear here but he uses his setting um in a very like um subtle is not the right word but it's a backdrop to um what his is ultimately his goal here and that is the the incredibly tight like plot um i i would just say that i think it'd be kind of interesting to see what this movie would have been like had it been made a couple of years later post trump yeah. yeah because this obviously takes on a slight i don't think a very different meaning because these are not they don't feel like cartoonized versions of punks or nazi punks or skinheads or red laces you know what i mean it, it he 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 gives like there's an authenticity to this that you feel like he's not sort of like trying to make a 70s movie set in modern times you know what i mean by harking back to kind of like tropes or or characters from like the 70s and 80s like it feels like these are you know like as they're real this is a real roadhouse in a real part of america um not that obviously like this is still yeah. a, a thriller so it's not exactly what i would call a realistic <laughs> like premise but at the same time like there's enough study and care put into the his world building that i believe in those characters and although i do think it would have been interesting to see what he would have made of that i do think at the same time that like although he's created this incredibly like um grimy and like palpable world i think that it is it's the underlying to to what he's actually kind of interested in i think that yeah just um to say as well i think if he had have leaned too heavily on um the kind of like the the colorful punk scene um and made like the politics of this like incredibly like um not blatant but uh, um just more more on the surface uh, I think it would have started to just become really preachy and kind of silly, really, where you're kind of just like shoving in all this extra political bullshit to, and I don't think the film needs that at all. I think there's just enough of it underneath in the background of of like every single shot, all like the the stickers, the like the location, the art department is absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, I think as well, like it, it has something kind of interesting to say about kind of like movements and fascist movements and even movements in general and like particularly in relation to Darcy and how like, you know, what, who, like, is Darcy a white supremacist? Mm, I don't think that's debatable. Like he doesn't read as someone like who has been driven by an ideology like it Darcy feels being Patrick Stewart yeah, yeah okay. um like he doesn't read as someone who's being like um driven by that kind of ideology it, it feels it's that in the end like it, he's running a drug business um and then that's what he's protecting by going so far as to kill these kids um so I think as well like just like when it comes down to it um like how many of them are actually really dedicated to this like cause or movement or whatever and in the end the ones that are just like they're there out of fear or boredom or whatever um and i think you see that kind of like mirrored in the kind of like the the use of the desert island discs things of like the punks that in the you know what i mean it's like underneath this sort of like the facade that they're all putting up all under the umbrella of like you know being punk being hardcore or whatever and that what that really means to people but uh, I will give it over to you now because you are looking incredibly forlorn, and uh... <laughs> I know, like uh, I'm just paying attention. The don't mind me. Um, <laughs> I'm just a little think, bit tired. As yeah, well, I think so Ricardo my... might be a bit sleepy, but uh, for a second there, I was reading it as oh god. But uh, e- either way, uh, <laughs> Ricardo, what did you think of Green Room? Okay, first of all, uh, I think the as people had uh, made this movie to be like, oh, it's such a difficult watch, etc. Blah blah blah. It's gonna be tough. And when I even when I told people that uh, oh, I'm watching Green Room for the podcast, they're like, oh, good luck. That kind of oh, either no, saying really? it or yeah. But even yourself and even the way that you built it up there beforehand, 
and now the well, I've been saving it, and we've discussed picking Green Room as well before. So I was expecting it to be like a difficult watch. That's why I jokingly said about come and see and stuff. Uh, but I actually really enjoyed it. Like as in, oh, it's still very funny in the no, way but, the Blue Room is. No, but as in like at no mo- moment I felt like don't get me wrong. I think that it's weirdly enough I disagree completely with all every single review of this yeah. movie but I still enjoyed it like I didn't think that movie was tense at all like uh, but don't get me wrong it's like I, I think that it was almost I'm leaving <laughs> no it's I think the uh, but I didn't dislike it for it it's more I saw it almost like a prison escape movie the yeah. is the little build up uh, the planning the geography of the place being created and it's almost like a puzzle rather than a horror movie how i saw it's like it paintball. yeah the but exactly that when he was saying that it's like yeah that's what i feel that this movie is because even the violence it's kind of so both realistic but out of nowhere gory kind of i, I i'm so desensitized to violence in movies Ah, uh, no. no. When he takes his arm back in from behind the door, were you not like... Ah! No, it was more like gnarly with a big smile on my head. Oh, like, good mother Jesus, really? But, yeah, but like that's why I fucking watch Grindhouse B movies. It's like you don't watch fucking George Romero or whatever, Day of the Dead, and when yeah, they, it's like you watch not, the violence for that. This is not like, that, though. Like... Yeah, but like it's kind of like you like if you're watching that kind of movie, and I think that like from the movies that he's pulling from as well, that it's not the kind of movie that is made to shock in the same way as like even the no, violence in Drive or something. That I don't think like, that's his point. That the violence in Drive because it comes out of nowhere, uh, it becomes even more strong than this. That in this because I was already expecting the violence, and maybe it's because both reviews and mm. him selling the movie, etc. Well, I and think as well I, how I, long I, it you waited before yeah, watching. Yeah, and it after and... watching Blue Ruin as well, I kind of expected, I knew what to expect from the filmmaker and what type of violence that it comes out. But I think that at no point, uh, like even like uh, um, when she grabs the box cutter to see oh. if your man is awake and just opens him up, I was like. You, that is such a fucked up way of checking if your man is dead or not. I just laughed. It was funny. Because like, <laughs> wouldn't you just like prick him with it? You know, like imagine if your mom was still alive. Like you just opened him up. It's not like that you you go in and... Uh, What's wrong don't, with you? But you don't go for that. Like, I, come on. No, where, where the logic you? is right. But like, what is wrong yeah, because with in you? my head I was doing that. And I was like, yeah, that's a fucked up way to check that somebody's asleep. Okay. And I think Listeners, that, uh, I am worried about Ricardo. No, look, um, but at no point... The thing as well is that because I've watched so many of the movies that this movie is inspired by... That I, I you thought Straw Dogs like was funny, didn't you? Could, sorry? You thought Straw Dogs was funny, didn't you? No, because Straw Dogs, uh, for once, at Peckinpah is a lot uh, more uh, moralistically grey about what mm-hmm. he's doing. And also the movie is really uncomfortable in Straw Dogs because the main character is as immoral as the other characters because his whole basis on violence and defending his home is by his misguided masculinity and also the the, the idea of loser. not diffusing the situation beforehand because he's the man of the house and he has to defend his home, you know? Mm. And also the fact that he's defending his home, not his wife, which is like, makes it really fucked up. And it's like, why that film is completely misread because they think that because it is Dustin Hoffman that he's meant to be the hero. Mm. And the mo- the movie is morally corrupt because I mean, he's the incredibly, hero. Incredibly, incredibly... Uh... That's a grey area riddled rape yeah. sequence. And that's the thing is that the movie it's uh it's it, it just because it's depicting the character being like that and you're expect like uh, in Hollywood movies you're uh, expecting the main character to be the hero that you think that the director is uh, condoning the behavior rather than like being whatever. But in this case it's very like white hat black hat kind of situation that you have clearly the good guys and clearly the oh, bad yeah, guys yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And I think that that makes the film a lot easier to watch as well because, like, when the oh yeah yeah, I'm not w- saying this is this is an easier or this is a harder one. No, but, but what I mean is that when you have that, then it's like when people die, whatever. And for one, I like some of the character work, but like it does feel like, and because it is a very B movie, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but it feels that everybody except for 
Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots are just father. And I was like, okay, like as soon as the movie started, oh, I didn't feel I was like, the that. two of them are gonna survive. No, like, but what I mean is that they're uh, like think... good, like good kind of father that is like yeah. just enough that you care for them. Yeah. But you're like, when they die, it's like, ooh, can't wait to see how this person dies. You know, like, what? No, I, but that's why it's like, the, I know the, what you mean, but. But it, but that's the this thing. This is a troublesome reading. It's not troublesome because, like, <laughs> for one, when you make the villains as black and white and the good guys as black and white, that it is, it's this, and you know because of the style of the movie from the beginning. Never mind uh, the style, you know that they're not gonna come out alive. So it becomes that how you're saying the not the. Oh yeah, you're waiting to see who yeah, dies. hundred percent. Like yeah, but, but like at the same time, then it's like the same as how they're gonna escape or what's next because every time they like oh the door is locked now, so like the door doesn't lock anymore because it's been destroyed or whatever. So what they're gonna do now because they can't lock themselves in the room, kind of it's building up. But then it's like how they're gonna die, kind of situation, and I think. Part of that is uh, both, like, I, I don't hold it against the movie because I enjoyed watching it as it is, but it's, part of that is also both having a movie that the world building is very good in some ways and terrible in others, like the omission of outside world or where they are considered that even when they walk out, there's like a farm with a ton of Mexicans outside. Uh, like, they build enough, like, I think that... It might be like a conscious decision, but it's incredibly white cast when you're dealing with like accidental neo-Nazis, you know, would have been interesting in the way. Incidental? Like, incidental. <laughs> no, accidental, like in the sense that like they go in by accident ah, okay. into the into this roadhouse. Uh, and when I saw the roadhouse, I was like, where's Patrick Swayze? Uh, and Sam Elliott and his I mustache. I like the word roadhouse. It does yeah. conjure up some nice images. Uh, but... In the sense that, like, for one, the the ideology. Uh, uh, hold so on, now, just go back sorry. to what do you mean that it's like that? It's an incredibly white cast. Yeah, like uh, for a film dealing with neo Nazis and stuff, and considering so that they're going there without planning the uh, they're without planning to go to a neo Nazi place. You know, the as soon as they get in, it's like uncomfortable. I think it would have been a good decision to have somebody of color or different race or whatever to go in and that kind of have that tension straight away because they're I... kind of they put themselves in this situation of like fuck you yeah, Nazis or whatever. Yeah, but they would never have gotten that far though. Like yeah, but like I, mean? I think the... that then it would be. Uh, I don't know. That seems pre-ante. no. I think that it like it wouldn't be the same movie. But far I think that... to you on the nose because it's not that movie at all. And I yeah, I, but I think that I it's think that kind of the. Like, that's what I meant. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a criticism to the movie, but I think that it's a miss because there's no real point for them being neo-Nazis since they're really a drug ring. It's like they could have been just a biker gang for the same concept. Oh, and they yeah. don't even yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't even get their come up on because they say saying, fuck the Nazis. I don't think Nazis. he's saying anything about Nazis. Yeah, but like if you, you, you could have... Um, or well, white supremacists, let's say. Yeah, but that's the thing is that perhaps in the 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 age that I had, that we're on now, uh, I don't know how I would have felt watching the movie in 2015. Uh, but I think that not commenting on it in any way that literally any violent group that has roadhouses like a biker gang or something would have like you could have put the fucking sons of anarchy there because they're drug dealers as well uh, and everything they don't even like get into trouble because they say fuck you skinheads or whatever like they get into trouble because they go back into the green room and the person is dead there like they would have walked away no problem fuck off Sorry? Nazi punks fuck up. Yeah, like, uh, but that's what I mean, is that because that's not even part of why they got into trouble. Like, it could have been any other subgroup of violent kind of uh, anarchist group that are very closed down and there's a hierarchy to it. Yeah. And uh, because, like you said, that there's a complete omission to the fact of that Darcy is not like, an, uh, it's not an idealism kind of the that he's on you know mm. that even though he goes oh, <laughs> this like, is a movement not a party yeah and that he's oh there, there, there's a workshop on Wednesday and I was like mm, what is it like a I fucking crochet go. I kind of want to go to that. Yeah. yeah you know crochet your own swastika <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, swastika tea cozies but that's what I mean it's jumpers like, for your dog I think that there's a, a 
there, there should have been like a comment on it somehow like i don't know it's like especially because all the characters are kind of uh none of them are portrayed as believers of the movement as in like when they go oh we have to pick believers it's not believers in the sense of or we stand for such and such a thing is that they will do anything for the group not to get into trouble so one gets stabbed etc so they call the the police and i think part of the the reason why i found the film enjoyable and not that tense is that you see so much of what the neo-nazis are doing in the background yeah that I, I think that, like, and again, I'm not complaining about that. Is that I think that that took the tension out because you knew what their plan was. So you're kind of like making the, you know what the plan of your heroes are and the plan of the villains. So you're just going to, you're seeing like their conflicting plans that are not really side by side and they're operating without knowing what the other person is doing. So you want to see like, it's interesting to see how they play out on either side. But for me, horror for me to be horrified really is that when I, you know, when the dog shows up, for example, yeah. is that I know that the, they're bringing the dog. I would have been freaked the fuck out if they opened the space and there's a fucking dog in the in the darkness and the guy with the, the chain. And again, I'm not complaining, that, I'm not saying yeah. that the movie is bad for doing this because I enjoyed that. But that's what diffused the tension for me because all the the moments, like when they take the gun out of him, it's like, okay, this is going to happen in my head. So it's like how it's going to happen. And when it's like that and it's like, oh my God, the fuck kind you of thing. You are such a weird fucking person. Like, like, I don't... like I'm not complaining at all at the movie. Like it's just <laughs> no, that no, no, like no. the it's effect just, that it had on it's me. It's such completely... a strange response to this because like in my mind, I was like this, in my mind, this is like this is for me, like over the last like say 10 years or whatever, this is one of the, like, the, the most well executed of this kind of tense movie. Yeah. Because it is a thriller in that sense that not it's like yeah but like i watch thrillers usually like <coughs> the same way that i watch this but i like the where you know what's going to happen you know like you don't know necessarily who's going to die or whatever but like in the same way that when you're watching a prison escape movie that even though you're kind of knowing that they're gonna get out or whatever it's the it's the method of it that's interesting yeah, but like, uh, yeah like and that's why i found this movie but interesting. that's what's tense you know what i mean like in the way that le true was tense or or like le circle rouge was tense yeah but at the same time is that in le true or le circle rouge you don't know what the other people are doing like in the true, you don't see the guards going and going. But like in like even in uh, the Great Escape, is that you only had the visibility of what your heroes are seeing, so you don't know what's around the corner. So every time that they peek, you go like in the truth that I was like freaked out. Oh, stop opening those doors so willy nilly! <laughs> like there could be a guard right next. But if you show the the other room first and go, there's no guards here, and then them opening the door, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have felt that tension the same way that this movie did it. But like, because it is really about the journey, like you said, or whatever, I found it, like it reminded me of watching Cabin in the Woods in the way of the, not as far as it is for the deconstruction of genre and the horror mm, tropes. Yeah, that's a good, that's an interesting comparison. But like, it's just like the enjoyment of like the ride. Like it feels like for me, it felt, especially because it is, in a way that he takes down, like you said, that he doesn't make it into like overtly political and doesn't bullshit about things, you know? Yeah. The, uh, and it's so economical that I was just sitting there going like, I feel that I'm in a roller coaster. But at no moment I, I felt because I know kind of where it's going. It feels in safe hands. I can see the turn. You know, like uh, that there's like Magic Mountain or something that it's a roller coaster in a dark environment. So you don't know when it's going to turn. Yeah. So like that would freak me out in a roller coaster. But when I'm in a normal roller coaster, I'm just wee. Oh, here comes a turn. Wee. Here comes a loop. Wee. That's what I felt in this movie that as well. Like I said, that like if you compare this. I just, I, I find. Okay. To one of the, uh, uh, just to, to finish the point, I think that yeah. this will clarify my intention. Is that if you clarify, like. This movie is more, let's say, very similar type of kind of horror genre, but in the middle somewhere between these two films. If you look at uh, From Dust Till Dawn, one, 
there's like that kind of siege kind of movie as well. It has the same build <laughs> up to vampires. it. And kind of, yeah. But it is the same kind of almost structure as well. You end up That's also up. kind of a road heist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah uh, like... So uh, I can see that. Uh, yeah, like the strip bar in yeah. the desert, etc. Uh, and then you compare that to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. The one like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the first time that I watched it, freaked me out because like I didn't expect Letterface to be there. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect any like I didn't. There's no moment that you're seeing them doing shit or planning ahead until you the the character that you're following the the audience surrogate, let's say, is there going like, and you're like, what the fuck? I have no context for what is happening. And with so much of the politics as well, that was quite interesting. Uh, politics in the background of the of uh, the film here like uh, on the neo-nazi side uh they almost mirror also uh, the politics of a band <laughs> which was interesting uh, in, in its own way uh, because we're all the same but no I don't know. um uh, that, that i wasn't as shocked as that because I, I, all, all the time that it was happening i was like okay somebody no, somebody's gonna get shot now. Yeah. This is gonna happen. Yeah, like, I, know. I just, I think it's still, it's interesting how like moment to moment that you didn't find it, it tense because there are obviously moments in this where they are going through corridors and you don't know where they are. You know what I mean? You don't know like exactly where the person's going to come from or where the dog. You know, like when exactly are the? You know what I mean? Like where you have shots outside, so you know the dogs are going to come, but you just don't know exactly when or exactly who they're going to yeah. get. So you like, I know what you mean. Where you, you know, like there, there obviously it's there is a diff, like another side of that where like particularly like the prison escape is maybe not exactly the best for, um, um uh, example of this, but um. It's almost like a zombie movie as well when you think about it. It's kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. if you take like Night of the Living Dead or something. The, it, oh, like yeah, yeah, You don't yeah, think yeah, about yeah, what the zombies yeah. are doing and stuff. It's like barricading yourself into a space and kind of like retreating and retreating until you have your Alamo. Yeah. So, uh, and like this movie has the Alamo and everything. It's like a very much like a good kind of siege movie in that way. But it's the same way I'm not like, I don't feel tense even in... Uh, uh, how can I put it? I don't know. I, I think that uh, as well because it was so over the top at the same time. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, I'm not, I'm not like yeah, disappointed. I'm just kind of like interested because it's an interesting response. I think. Um, yeah, I, like and I completely understand as well because like um, I do think that this is enjoyable as well. And like although like I I find the violence much more horrific than you did, and it's much more tense. But at the same time, like. It, like because you like the characters and watching the evil characters they're all really interesting and enjoyable and you know what i mean like it, it's a it's it's a world that is incredibly watchable like this little microcosm that he's created and like all the different players and exactly like the like darcy's plan and like exactly how they're going to like i did take like serious enjoyment in like watching how he intends to get out of it because yeah. as much he has to get out of it and like set everything in motion. Oh yeah, like and that, that's yeah, what it's that, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because then it becomes like a procedural or something. Yeah, you know and what it, I mean. Exactly like why it was yeah. enjoyable, but not tense for me because it was kind see, of see that like, element that you're talking about. I didn't get that until like the second watch. <laughs> but if you like, even let's say a thriller. For me, thrillers are really tense when um, when it's an emotional tension that that is built. Uh, I think that Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy is a good example of a film that I felt incredibly tense. It, like even in little scenes like when the Benedict Cumberbatch is going to with like withdraw the the files. Oh, out of, that scene is like masterful. And I think oh it's because God. you just literally rough. don't know like it, it could go completely yeah. astray for the character, at but at the same moment. time he can succeed. And is that tension that? It, it's not even going to be violence towards him. It would be just somebody going like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like the, the careful position, like what I find really tense more than anything else is dialogue. When it's like you're trying to lie, like uh, hide the meaning of what you're Comer doing. Match is so good in that yeah. film. And it, it, but then also like in the end, it's like who is the, the, the spy or whatever, that kind of internal politics, but it's all emotional tension. And that's what I find usually really tense or in movies that you don't know what's around the corner in the horror movies like uh texas chainsaw that i mm. mentioned or 
even in something like uh, Night of the Living Tense Dead, because you know, is, is not is not a word I would use for all of Tinker. Like in that scene, yeah, because it's like you know it's the big, but like the unraveling of the mystery. Yeah, but like I, I find mm. an emotional tension because they know that it's a friend that is yeah. being uh, going. So like as it goes along, you, and you like all the characters. Yeah. And uh, even uh, Toby Jones, you're like, I know he's not uh, Percy the fucking mole. Is suspicious. I know the person's not the mole because I, I know that he's not the, the the mole because he's not that kind of character. He couldn't be the mole. So the character that you hate, you know. He's yeah. not the mole. So you like you're love trying all to the narrow other ones. them down, but you can never know. And you're like, I don't want any of them to be the mole. And that's like the tension becomes like, no, don't don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it. You're you're mad kind of situation. Well and the, like I, I never felt it. <laughs> the I've never felt that the in movies in general, like this kind of like But like, uh, uh, but in horror movies in general, I, I'm not somebody that is terribly terrified, especially when it's human versus human. Like even in slasher movies. For oh, me, you see, more... for me, that's way more scary. That's why I get only get really get properly scared by thrillers, never yeah. by horror movies. Like anything even vaguely supernatural, I'm just like, yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's something that like, did you watch Lights Out? Um, is that the one where she's? With the sh- uh, no, Lights Out is the, the movie that... Uh, oh, the, the sheet sh- thing. Yeah, that was kind of scary. No, the the or shadow the, monster. The, yeah, yeah, where it's like her her, her mother... Um, Had a friend it, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was like... like even though the, the film was... Com- yeah, like even I don't think that it was them. a perfect movie in The Jumpy, but the, the bit of tense, tension there is when nothing is really happening and you go like, oh, uh, there's a light on and it starts flickering in the background <laughs> and you're like... Ooh, <laughs> or you're just expecting uh, you just expecting things to go to go but you have no like the at the moment that they start fucking explaining shit i'm like not tense anymore because yeah, it's it's yeah, the that, unknown that gets uh, that's me that's a movie that that unraveled i think um you see what i like about this is that it's not like some random unknown killer like i, I take a serious pleasure in the fact that this whole thing is so like delicately placed out for you to just like watch Oh yeah, like yeah. I, I, I like it's other than in something incredible as well executed as something like Zodiac, where the killer is unknown. Um, <laughs> uh, in that kind, you know what I mean, like. But then again, that's the the person is still human, and then it has the extra interest of you know making a monster out of a mystery. Yeah. Um, I think they're definitely like this is an interesting discussion actually. Um, like, I <laughs> didn't think we were going to get into on like the nature of of tense and like what that actually means and how different people respond to different things and yeah yeah um, yeah no that that is kind of interesting um but i think you are the one human that watched this and didn't think it was <laughs> yeah like i said that uh, i yeah. i'm uh... but i am i'm really glad that you did still enjoy it because i would have been disappointed if you just said that oh, i didn't find a tent so therefore i found nothing in it because i think there's there's too much other interesting things going well, on like, here. Well, I, I think I liked it because I didn't find the tense. Because I think that if it were, like I, I, I found a, a kind of nuanced in the filmmaking sense, not thematically, uh, yeah. but nuanced in the filmmaking sense that uh, it's like the filmmaker shows his hand. It's, it's like that magic trick that the guy, the magician is explaining how the trick is done. But you still go like, how the fuck did you do it? Yeah, you know because just because you understand that, oh, the now I flip the card here, but by misdirection you don't see the flip, and he shows you how he's doing it. But like it just becomes more impressive. Yeah, because you're, like, you're like, now I understand how brilliant you actually are. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that that was the the so, the so trick the of, yeah. of his films. I think in, in because Blue I, Ruins is similar. Like I yeah. did enjoy Blue Ruins far more than this, just because it has a lot more meat in the in yeah, the cinematic bones. Yeah, it is a fuller movie. Definitely, this is much more stripped back. And I think as well, it's a braver movie to make without a name. That this movie is kind of like if this movie had came out first, it's like yeah, it does. Kind it of does. Tough. Yeah, it feels. I it, even though like it's very accomplished, it it is more a debut kind of fodder yeah. than Blue Ruin is. Like I, how he ironically was, enough, yeah, like he's a really interesting guy. Like I don't know what he's doing at the minute, but um, red mist probably or some color <laughs> orange sunset. Uh, <laughs> um, yellow yeah, like, tambourine. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Yo, 
yellow time, <laughs> yellow tambourine. Um, yeah, I do think he's he's very interesting. I like. I, <laughs> we I, all live in a yellow tambourine. <laughs> did you just get that there? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't see what's Paul McCartney. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, sorry for interrupting, but the moshing scene when it cuts to slow motion is like moshing is beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I love the 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 actual um, the corner of the of the bar. Yeah. the roadhouse where that like where the stage and is and everything and like these weird high windows and everything it's yeah. a really interesting like you know because so much like oh god the air department in this like the place is just it has like oh this is a very green movie as well <laughs> like to really live up to its name like it has that like a hue it has like a fog over it you know like that you, you really feel it's very the, mossy Yes, <laughs> she all green and fuzzy and mossy. Yeah, like it, it, you really feel that if you reached in and touched the surface, that it, you the grime would come yeah. off. Like it, it has, and like they all look dirty as well, and like the punks look gross. Well, it is um, a place that uh, there a punk band goes in, and like the headline act is like a six o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> and they've been drinking since like moshing for. Yes. Remind me of But they look like fibbers. they have. Yeah, but they look like they have. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like they look like they went into fibbers and just took a load of people and threw them into, onto the set. You know what I mean? And like that's what I was saying. Or like, well, like a, uh, just to clarify, we, we, don't we think do not think that fibbers is affiliated with white supremacy. Um, just because I like fibbers. Fibbers has a very, very, very particular and pleasant charm of sticky floor. Um, although I was telling me recently that like fibbers is really cleaned up, and I was like, no. <laughs> You know, like, like they I, have a, like a Van Bos bar in the smoking oh, area and everything. It's like it lost its um, oh, grimy appeal. Gentrification. Well, yes. I, I, it wouldn't go that far. Or like holding on to its liquor <laughs> license. No, like you, you, you get the like uh, you still get the the pints that feel that the the glass hasn't been cleaned in yeah, twenty two yeah. years. That's what you and, want, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just roll the dice. <laughs> Oh god, the toilets. Um, <laughs> saying about uh how like that the 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 world would not would not work at all because like this is quite a flamboyant, uh like it's I know flamboyant is a weird word to associate with punks but like I mean it is a very like you know particular visual style and visual yeah. you know what I mean and like personal style that punks have and like. It being done badly is is I'm trying to I had a really good example I was thinking of earlier of something that really really did not capture punks at all particularly punks existing in 2015 yeah. you know fully aware of like you know the 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 past that they're emulating but still with you know like they it's a very particular modern punk look uh, even like modern skinheads have a very particular look and I think this really um, nails it I think he actually grew up. Um, as a young punk in the 80s and 90s and I think that probably lent something to yeah. it and then also probably getting very good art department person but uh, just going back to the movie as well um, the, uh, we were talking about the movie yeah the, the, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the acting I I, I liked Imogen Poots but at the same time I felt that like her character was kind of like yeah it's like interesting yeah. because she's just I think the not that it was a missed opportunity but like the dynamic that well it is kind of a missed opportunity to have the dynamic of her being an outsider versus the band is not really that explored like for a moment that they it go is like you're for, not gonna, yeah, yeah it is for a minute and then they kind of go back to other things yeah and yeah. Uh, like no the is a huge problem but like uh, I did think that Joel Cole's performance was a little bit um poor compared to everybody else's which one's he he's the the uh the not the the band leader the guy that wants to open the door and just end it kind of thing he's the guy that chokes your man down and oh um i didn't think he was no i see i really like that actor and like i thought i thought he was good like i like him as a performance performer but like uh I think to uh, if you take like Anthony Alton, even the the other guy that is the the guy that finds the the hole in the in the the singer yeah the singer that uh, their desperation level is going up and down. Mm. It's like okay, I understand how like going from okay or small fuck, lines uh, of hope dying, to yeah like like how Anthony Alton disappeared for like five minutes after getting his arm fucked up and then he becomes. Like he slowly gets to his survival instinct Duck again. Tape. Yeah. Yeah, uh, gaffer tape. That was a fucking stroke of genius. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that is so smart. Like, 
that is the best solution to that problem right there. And uh, but with the the other character was kind of like for one he's like oh he's the hard ass the choke your man to death etc and then I oh, I can hold the gun and then he is the only one that the journey felt slightly also, kind of random that at this moment I'm gonna be desperate to to just give up yeah and then the moment before like two seconds before he's oh I want to be crazy but no point like oh I'm the tough guy just hold the gun I got this I'm I thought that typical drummer. Um, to be fair, as well, actually, I was just trying to think there. I don't can't remember how he dies. He, uh, how did he die? Uh, yeah, I actually can't remember. Is he? Does he get? Oh yeah, he's the one that he's going out the window and they stab him to death like uh, a million times. And Patrick Stewart has to oh, show up and say, "Yeah, uh, but he he doesn't stop. die right away." Yeah, yeah, yeah that they yeah. just drag him out, and it's like, oh, his heartbeat is kind of slow, and it's like, okay, let him die. At the farmhouse. Uh, I thought that more than the violence or anything, the only moment that I kind of winced is just the sound effects of the, when they stab him, that you just hear the sound effects. Yeah. I, I remember watching um, Killing Them Softly. Uh, Oof, and the, that the, is a brutal movie. Then in Killing Them Softly, when, uh, when uh, they're punching the shit out of Ray Liotta. Oh and God. the sound effects that it sounds motion. yeah the, the the sound effect is like oh if you're God, just like yeah. smashing watermelons or something yeah that that is because he's such a pathetic figure and it's so aggressive. for me it's like that's more because i'm not used to sound design being gruesome more like than you know yeah. like sometimes it's uh, uh i don't know it's like a, like slippery bloody sounds is like and can deal with it's just that kind of like that is like really non-committal but at the same time it sounds more real than uh, whatever else as a final comment I did really enjoy the movie like I said but like it's weird that I'm the only person in the world that has like this take on the movie but uh, yeah you're a freak but Um, like uh, I I was tempted to like go um, not to be dishonest but kind of like uh, like don't tamper ever, a bit like why? The... don't ever be dishonest we know you're a freak it's fine this is a safe space um <laughs> the airways and by the way i'm not a masochist or a sadist or anything like yeah, that no like, i'm yeah. definitely not going to describe the look of glee on his face as he described box cutter meeting stomach anyways um yeah ricardo what was your favorite thing um i i think that i'd be like the the just structure of the movie i think that we've talked about before uh with latrube but like on many other movies about like processes and stuff mm. and i think that uh, this movie has that that it, it, it is the build-up of character thinks about something then looks at something and then you see the brain working yeah, how like, okay, their puzzle is gonna this be is what built. we're gonna do it kind of you know yeah. and then like seeing them execute it is yeah it's very enjoyable or like you know making other people and to execute it yeah and i think that and that game of chess of okay this person is doing this so we're gonna counter move by doing this and i think that that's why it was clever to see the 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 plan of the neo-nazis but even though it took the tension out of it for me, like it made the film more enjoyable because I I think that uh, like it made it more the, enjoyable. They're uh, just like, oh, it's a tense movie for no reason. This is kind yeah, of uh, I think more as well, well structured. It would have been yeah. I can imagine the other version of this where you don't know what's going yeah. on. He's played for such a like dramatic, and I love that even like Anton Yelkin gets the line at the very end where it's just like, oh, you were so scary in the dark. Yeah, you know, like it's. Um, I do, I do enjoy that that uh, that last line as well. And I do like movies as well that uh, happen over a night, and then yeah. at the end, this is like and then gone. it just ends, and you have yeah. no kind of like you know, I, you can have sort of a vague idea maybe what might come next. Yeah, but the no clear... kind of everyone, everybody wants some kind of ending yeah. that is like one night. There you go, and then you well, yeah, like it's... everybody wants some is more than one night, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... oh yeah, no, I love self-contained movies, a hundred percent, and like it completely works here because it is like the name, the concept, the idea that. And also that I forgot to to say in the beginning is that the beginning gave me flashbacks to American Honey yes yes absolutely oh yeah forever and always i like kids driving around in the van yeah definitely i do love that that opening though whenever they wake up in the cornfield children um, of the corn yeah yeah he who walks amongst the rows. um also actually that scene whenever they go to like siphon the freaking petrol that kind of freaked me out because i was just like oh my god they're gonna get caught um 
What was your favorite thing? <laughs> Probably the the construction and the pacing of it as well, because it, it is just a really well, like well, just ah. Uh, it's the kind of movie that, like, even though, like, I still find it really, like, is that, like, on repeated viewings that you, you start to see those other, you know what I mean? It's a movie that does hold up to a few watches. Yeah. And that you're able to, like, see all the little, just just watching a filmmaker that is this, like, competent sounds, like, yeah. you know, down with faint praise. But, like, it is so difficult to make a movie like this well. You know, it's... And like the, it's just with the the all the little touches that he he adds to this that like in another filmmaker might deem them completely unnecessary and in this they just add a whole other a whole other thing like I do think that the whole thing with the fire extinguisher was great. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, at a moment I thought that he was gonna do an homage to Reversible, like uh, you know, in Reversible that has the famous like long shots of somebody getting his head caved in with the oh. fire extinguisher. Yeah, See, I'm glad like, that didn't happen. But that, like, that's the kind of violence that shocks me. That is less graphic than in this, but because it's so unexpected in the beginning mm. of the movie, and because it goes for so long, I'm gonna file that away. Comfortably, Ricardo is a thing. creep. Cool. No, like I'm not saying that I like that. That's <laughs> the thing. The difference between that that would be like masochistic if I thought that I was like that's enjoyable. It's just because this is so over the top and so B movie like, and also so expected the violence. That is like, uh, well, you expect violence, going, but you don't know exactly when it's going to come. Yeah, but like, I mean, that you're watching it because, like, you go in, no matter who went to watch it, except if you really didn't know anything about the movie, that you know it's going to be a B horror gore fest movie. Yeah. Like, uh, and when you go with that preparation, you're like, that's why I mentioned Drive, that I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting somebody's head yeah. to fucking blow up. I do remember being quite shocked by Drive. But even like, and when, also like, when, vaguely surprised as to why people loved it quite so much but when they're like oh, uh, in God. the in drive really when dislike uh, him. when uh what's his face um ryan gosling no uh the, oscar Isaac. no uh fucking heisenberg um huh? brian cranston when brian cranston's uh wrist gets slashed Ooh. like he just starts and it's not as like gory as like seeing the tendons of anton yelchin but it's because you're not expecting that in that kind of movie to be fair you're... one of the most gory things i've seen over the last while was fucking 13 reasons why when she finally kills herself oh my god okay i haven't Sorry. seen that uh, you <laughs> that's not it. a surprise surprisingly enough um yeah, what was your least favorite thing? Um, well, like, um, I think that it's uh, probably just that the the film, ironically, is so contained as well that I felt uh, no moment, like, even when the cops show up, mm. they they feel so isolated. Even, like, when he goes and finds the farm, it's like, you, when mm. the geography of the interior of the bar is so well done. Yeah, but the you kind of, I of suppose, is... you need that thing of knowing that there's something beyond the hell that you can yeah. run to. Yeah, like the, yeah. and also like have that kind of, that because their plan is so, even if they get out, they're absolutely, there's no uh, a bridge to go over, let's mm. say, in the, in, the, in the narrative sense. That the escape, you can't see the the finishing line, the the plan of what to do once they get get out. Mm. So I think that uh, it's uh, like slightly took the tension out, maybe because of that as well. That because there's no nirvana to aim to. That it meant that I knew that the movie was gonna be contained here. That there was no chance of escape for anybody. Mm. Like the I even thought that at some point it would be like, oh, one of the lads gets out. Like even like ironically in Green Inferno that like the the person escapes and then it turns out that they caught that person. It is a really famous trope or whatever. But I thought with the uh, subversion of tropes that he had used before, mm. I thought that would have been like maybe one of the selfish guys in. just disappears and uh, like um, goes out and then like either the cops don't believe him or the cops show up again and they're like, no, we've never seen him before yeah. or whatever, you know, kind of. I don't know. Like the, I'm not saying to rewrite the movie completely. I think that just the the the, hint the, the idea of, the, yeah. of, a, of a plan no, of I escape do, when I it do, comes I out. I do kind of know what you mean, yeah. But it's a very <laughs> minor uh, kind of gripe. But then again, I think that it's the same in the narrative way. It's the same as seeing the other the other team uh, in action. That it mm. takes the tension out because then I know that everything is gonna be played 
here and then when they go like oh don't use the road go to the farm is this way mm. and then it's like okay we're going but like i'll go with you, you. didn't I'm know that it was it. there beforehand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and what was your mean? least favorite thing that I think because I although I like the ending it doesn't feel as satisfying as the rest of the movie yeah <coughs> like it's a killer last line but even like the uh, the way that it subverts Patrick Stewart's character like he should have mm. been like even more terrifying than they're like it's sort of like the middle management kind of yeah I, I kind of enjoyed that though but um yeah like I I think it's whenever they're kind of like, you know, running to go back, you're not really sure where they are or where they're going or where the car is. You know what I mean? So you've kind of lost the geography. And I think that's, even though it does come back around because that, you know, the the actual ending ending is so great, but it's just a little build up to it. The trees that remind me of uh, the beginning of Twin Peaks when like fucking oh uh, uh, Clacken is just describing the trees uh, to Diane. Diane, <coughs> what are these trees? These are amazing trees. Because like in the woods, it's like, Jesus, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful. Like in yeah. the woods. Like, also like that you mentioned there, like the, um, how the, like I did have an issue and uh, like uh, it's another one. I'll top it like side by side. So thought that, like because Patrick Stewart is not that terrifying at the end, mm. I think that it lo- it it undermined the line that is really good that you were so much scarier mm. in the dark that if you was still menacing, but like it shows the growth also of Anton Yelchin that is like after that shit, like nothing scares me. Like I'm not afraid of dying because of the green the of the the paintballing metaphor etc that they use. Yeah. So I think that would have been like a more kind of like. Like the Shane Black does uh, really well in uh, the long kiss good good night that the villain doesn't stop being menacing, but it's like fucking Samuel Jackson is gonna kill him. Like he's so mild mannered in the beginning of the movie, and then he shoots him and goes die screaming motherfucker. <laughs> and you feel that growth from like the accountant type guy to like the the character that would say that because it's not undermined by the villain not being. Like, that is such a good fucking line, die screaming, motherfucker. Anyways. Um, yeah, did you say your least favorite thing? You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. The, the, the most... The... Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you did like it in, in, a, in a strange way, but um, I'm glad, yeah, like, I, I, it did feel like the right time to pick this yeah. in, in some sort of strange way. Um, I'm disappointed, though, that people sort of built it up in your mind, even though ultimately you weren't disappointed. And like I said, it's 2015. I might have taken the movie completely different. But Mm, I think that after watching fucking Passion of the Christ in cinema as well, like it was kind of like so desynthesized to violent, gnarly violence because you're just going like, what does this say about our time? But also, it's the problem with horror movies is that the news are way scarier than yeah. horror films. So, like, what nowadays, a, it's like what a, time to be a political drama is more terrifying than anything else. It's like uh, uh, <laughs> getting a, like, there's nothing more scary than getting a Guardian news alert. Oh, my God. Actually, there isn't. Um, like, like genuinely. And, like, to people who don't get them, they're just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, get the Guardian app and you will understand. Um, anyways, it's a free horror movie, like yay! with a, like chirpy noise. Um, it's basically like you are push alert to doom, is what it is. Um, yeah, so that was Green Room, um, which is uh, if you're looking to have a kind of a like fun sort of grind nice night with a bit of gore. Yeah. Um, but don't listen to Ricardo; it's brutal. Yeah, it um, is brutal. But like, if you compare this to like Eli Roth's movies, I think the Eli Roth movies are more comfortable, like uh, hostile, whatever, because they're so morally corrupt, and there's no. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's think quite obvious why he's the director of Death Wish. Uh, I just think, just think. Yeah, Cabin Fever not, is a piece of shit. Not on the fo- Oh my god, that is not a good movie. Anyways, um, where can they find us, Ricardo? <laughs> They can find us in the green uh, on uh, Facebook, nope, the recommendation not. game, uh, Gmail, the recommendation game at gmail.com, the recommendation game uh, at the right game, sorry, on Twitter. 
uh, you can find us also on your our playlist to uh, Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please uh, vote and like do the things in iTunes, whatever <laughs> thumbs up or whatever the fuck you're supposed Star to do. Star rating. Star rated, yeah. Give us a review or whatever. And also uh, keep an eye out for the, the good work that the people in DDR are doing for the referendum. And, yep. Uh, also, yes. go fucking register. <laughs> Right well, now. Well, like May eighth is the deadline. That's true. I think, uh, if you haven't registered, you're dead to me. Yeah, it's too late. I haven't registered because I'm Irish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- there's other ways to to make your mark. So yeah, go uh, also go uh, canvassing or just talk to people. Mm-hmm. I I don't canvass, but I talk to people. Yeah. And uh, be polite as well, people. It'll be one on last. Look after each other. Next week's movie is Ricardo's pick. We're going back to Australia and uh, yeah, we're going to watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Very good. I'm very excited for this. Uh, even just like looking at the poster, I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that'll, that'll be next week's movie. So uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. See you next week.